Ministry Bits, Episode 019, recorded June 12th, 2014. Calendars and Scheduling. Ministry Bits is proud to be a part of the AIM network of podcasts. You can find that at adventuresinministry.com. Be sure to listen to all those great podcasts there. Show notes for this episode can be found at chadl.co slash mbits slash 019. Be sure to like our Facebook page and follow us on Twitter. Email us with comments, questions, or suggestions at chad.landman at gmail.com. Good morning, afternoon, or evening. You may delete as appropriate if you want to. However, whenever you may be listening, thank you so much for tuning in to this episode 19 of Ministry Bits. I'm your host, Chad Landman, and um, we're back after a week, short week hiatus. We are back with episode 19 here, talking about calendars and scheduling. We're going to talk about that here in just a minute, but you uh, remember, remember that, um, remember that we said that we're going to have a kind of a weird wonky schedule for the summertime for the June and July, especially June for myself. But summertime is is absolutely crazy for youth ministers, and uh, this year it's June. June is the hot month, and usually it's it's all the summertime, but uh, this year it's June. I have packed. And don't, don't, I, I, please don't email me and tell me how crazy I am for this. But I have packed summer camp, VBS, and our day camp, our Bible day camp, into one stinking day or one stinking month, rather. Isn't that crazy? So just to, you know, keep that in mind, keep that in mind that uh, we will be having episodes uh, releasing on sporadic days, and there may be a little overlap with some of the AIM podcasts and different things, and Paul's about to have a baby, so he's not going to be around for like a month. So I just had a baby, and I've got a newborn in the house, and it's you know it's about it's just about Looney Tunes in in the Lamon household right now. So I'm going to make every effort I possibly can to bring you quality entertainment and shows here, and get you some good info. So I really hope uh, that you will tune in to the limited number of episodes we will have this summer. And hopefully we'll be back on a regular schedule here uh, mid-July to um, August. So hopefully we'll be we'll have a new we'll, we'll be back on a regular schedule. <clears throat> but just wanted to mention you to that uh, mention that to you, excuse me. And we appreciate you tuning in. So we're going to talk about calendars and scheduling today. And uh, let me ask you a question: What what do you remember? paper calendars. 
Because I, I really do. I'm, I'm old enough to remember paper calendars. I remember having a paper calendar as a getting my first like day planner or day timer or day runner, whatever it was called, you know, that little cute little thing with the button on it, you know, the, the leather thing with the leather pouch and leather, leather buttons and stuff on it. And I got a day runner and, and you could flip and you could plan things out every single day and map things out by time and by hour and different things like that. And while I wasn't incredibly that busy, I still had a, a, a need to have a schedule so I could write stuff down and not forget it. And I would have to review it every day and look at, it. okay, I got a test this day and I got the yearbook editing staff meeting is this day and all this other stuff, right? I was a busy guy. So I got me a planner. I even had me a planner in the Marine Corps uh, to keep track of leave time, keep track of everything like that. And that was paper calendars. I had a paper um calendar on my desk in the Marine Corps when I was in there from 2000 to 2004. And it had, you know, it, it was one of those deals, literal deals where you got it on your, on your, on your, um, desk, right? How many of you have a paper calendar on your desk still? I love my wife to no end. I love her to the ends of the earth, but she still has a paper calendar. She still insists on writing in a paper calendar. And I can understand like the the, the psychiatry, I guess, that goes into that about writing something down and, and putting it there in a planet where you can find it and it's in one place and it's not non-existent in some weird digital domain or anything. I don't know. Maybe I'm just blowing smoke, but there are probably several, several people that you know that keep still keep paper calendars. And I got to ask, are you one of them? Because up until just a few years ago, I used to keep a paper calendar. The first calendar I hit, did here at Church Street, I was here, I've been here for four years. The first calendar I did, the first calendar I kept up with was a paper calendar. And it was because calendars and the things that have, have become calendars these days, and we're going to talk about those here in a minute, are, have not been really, really good until the last few years. So you remember this progression. You remember it was just paper for a really, really long time, right? If you're a if you're a minister, if you're a youth minister, you've been a youth minister for 15, 20 years, or a minister for 30 years, you know what it was like to just have paper scheduling calendars, right? Uh, you know what it was like, how awful it was to use Outlook's calendar about 10 years ago. Yeah, Outlook and, and Microsoft Outlook. Um, you remember how awful the calendars were like on Palm Pilots, and other PDAs on Blackberries. Goodness gracious, Blackberries. I depend today on my calendar, on my devices, and on, on my computer more than almost anything. Because I'll put my son's doctor's appointments in it, their checkups. I'll put my wife's uh, pregnancy checkups and pregnancy after pregnancy appointments in there. I'll put... Uh, Scheduling for lunches. I'll put uh, scheduling for speaking engagement. I'll put everything into that calendar, and and I'll note I'll tell the calendar, tell me about this two days before because I'll forget. Because I know that the older you get, the more you start to forget, and and I know a lot of you can sympathize with me on that. If you don't have a solution for a calendar, you need to get one. And and I'm telling you that. Many solutions to having a calendar is not a solution. It's a problem. Because what you'll have is you'll have 
Oh, I've got my calendar on my Outlook on my computer at the office. Well, it's not on your phone. It's not on your laptop. It's not on your iPad or it's not on your Android device. It's not on any of that. So how is it helping you? Well, it's my work calendar, so it's at work. How does that help you? (laughs) Think about it. I know so many people who have their calendars systems, I guess, broken up into so many different, um, they have it compartmentalized basically. Oh, my work calendar is at work and I don't want to, I don't put that on my phone. Well, my phone calendar is on, is my personal calendar and that's the only place I keep that. Well, I suppose if it works for you, I suppose that it's okay. But I'm here to tell you that I have battled with probably a dozen different solutions to try to find and figure out calendars and scheduling. And it is just doesn't work unless you have one solution. Um, online calendars, calendars in the cloud, Google Calendar, Exchange, uh, Apple iCloud. We're going to be talking about all three of those this morning. They have only really gotten good in the last three to five years. Really. Uh, Google Calendar used to be abysmal. In fact, Google Calendar is less than eight years old, if I'm not too much mistaken. That may sound like a long time, but it's really not. Uh, the calendars here have, have really shaken out. You used to have all sorts of online calendars and online solutions and everything. And you've really, in my opinion, you've really only got three competitors in the space. And it's ones I just mentioned. Apple iCloud, Google Calendar, and Microsoft Exchange. And you know, as ministers, it is incredibly important for us to have a good calendar solution. Whether or not anybody else is using it, whether or not your secretary is using it, whether or not your rest of your staff is using it, if it works for you, then you need to use that. So let's go ahead and talk about the first one here. We're going to talk about Apple iCloud, um, Google Calendar, and Microsoft Exchange in that order. Okay, let's just first uh, break it off here with uh, Apple iCloud. Okay, Apple iCloud is great. If you only use Macs and iDevices. Uh, so if you've got an iPhone, iPad, and a Mac, you're set with iCloud. Uh, however, don't try to take that to a PC. Um, you can open this up at iCloud.com. I- iCloud.com actually has a really great web interface. Uh, the website is stunning. Uh, the mail app that they have on there, the calendar app that they have on there, is stunning. It's wonderful. Um, but at the same time, you don't want to have to use that or rely upon that. And Apple, to be honest, and I'll be, I'm, I'm the first guy to say that I'm an Apple fanboy. watching, I watched the WWC, uh, WWDC keynote as soon as I got home from camp last week. I'm the first person to admit that Apple, Apple's services division has problems. Um, they have never really been good at web services. Google's always had more of a handle and more of a uh, reliability aspect with web services. And uh, Apple really has not. So we will we will see. It's almost like they've got iCloud where they want it right now. And they're like, okay. Then they kind of step back and throw their hands up and go and just kind of have this cautious look on their face and say, ah, it's working, so let's not mess with it. So that's kind of where Apple stands right now. Apple's syncing uh, across their own devices works actually really, really well. Uh, I've really never had any problems with it. I've had, I've had a problem here and there with an invitation getting lost or something like that. And that's, 
that's what people who are trying to respond with Google Calendar and beware of that if you're if you're using those two different things to send people invitations and stuff. Um, but you can do that. You can send out invites to other iCloud users and share an event with them, which is really really cool. Uh, you can if they if you know that they're on an iPhone, you can just send them an event and they will pick it up in their calendar. It will pull up right to their calendar. You can even text them um, the calendar event and it will pull up right in their calendar app on their iOS device. And the calendar app on the iOS uh, with iOS seven actually is is really it's pretty it's pretty good. It's not uh, it's not too bad. Uh, lots of app store calendar apps and and I I don't want to say third party apps because they're they're the apps that that. Apple allows you to, to buy and purchase and everything like that. And I'll talk about some more of them later. They really give you the option to sync with um, Apple iCloud. Um, and we'll talk about that in a minute. Now, talking about the security aspect and the privacy aspect, uh, Apple iCloud is extremely secure and extremely private. And the reason why I say that is because you'll never see any ads on uh, iCloud. Uh, you'll never hear about Apple selling your data, or at least you, hopefully you won't. Uh, you'll never hear about them uh, looking into your calendar, looking into your events. All that stuff is maintained within your own little private sector. Apple's really never been in the business of selling people's data, and they and they never probably will. So, uh, one one other aspect: if you if you watch the WWDC keynote at all, and I'm I'm sure you you may not have, um, but if you did or you at least maybe saw last week that they did announce iOS 8 and OS X Yosemite. That's the new version of OS X for Mac. You can expect to see a lot more integration and with, with like notifications and device management and different things like that in those new operating systems. So they will further refine the calendar aspects of both of those systems. So if you're an Apple iCloud person, uh, really, there's really nowhere to go but up. Um, it's really, really great. They're not, I'm not saying that they're, they're at the bottom of the barrel or anything. I'm just saying there's a, there's a lot of room to go up and they, they're doing really well They're They keep inc incrementally making it better and better and better. So hopefully they will continue that stride. Let's talk about Google calendar. Um, Google calendar is cross platform. Apple iCloud, what I just mentioned is not Apple iCloud will only work on iDevices and obviously through the web interface on the internet. So you can technically access it on a PC. But Google Calendar is cross-platform virtually everywhere. And that, that's what they kind of want. Um, the apps that are available in the App Store, I would venture to say that 99% of them sync with Google Calendar. Uh, because Google Calendar is just great. You can actually, if you have a Google account, if you didn't know this, if you have a Google account, if you have a Gmail account, you automatically have a Google Calendar account. You can go to calendar.google.com, and if you're signed into your Gmail, it will automatically take you there. Um, Google Calendar runs on Android just like it does on iOS, and sometimes it runs on iOS even better than it does on Android. Now, that's no lie. I have a Nexus 7 tablet that I reference for Android things sometimes, and uh, yeah, it does. Uh, some of the apps, and I'm going to talk about some of the apps later, but some of the apps that are available on iOS make Calendar, uh, Google Calendar really pretty and really great to work with. They have really good integration with all the different uh, aspects and all the different alerts and notifications and all sorts of different stuff like that. It's really, really great. Things across your accounts and devices, I have never had a problem that I can remember with Google Calendar. Uh, never had a problem with it deleting any events, 
Never had a problem with it not reminding me of something when it was supposed to. Uh, it's been really, really great. It's very shareable. You can share calendars. You can uh, join calendars. You can set those calendars to be able to be edited by your friends or staff or any of that kind of things. You can make sure that people can't. Like you can have four or five calendars, different calendars set up with different colors coded to their different calendars. And you can have one of those calendars to be your personal calendar that nobody else can change. But the other ones are like maybe youth group event calendars. Um, I have our secretary on the Google calendar for our church youth group. And uh, she can make changes to that. Um, I can also make changes to that. However, um, I have invited several parents, and, and this is a joke within and of itself, that cannot make changes. They can view, and they can, um, they can view the, the events, they can see the events, they can see the changes in the, in the events if they're changed, but they cannot um, change, or edit, or delete them, which is actually really, really handy because you can specify that by user. They're also embeddable. I love the fact that Google calendars are embeddable. Now, while it's not the prettiest calendar, it's definitely not the ugliest. Um, you can embed it, and it would, they will give you the embed code. It's a little hard to find. You have to go to your calendars on the left side of your page on calendar.google.com, and you have to say share this calendar or embed this calendar. You'll go there, and it'll give you some settings to give you the code actually to put on your website to share that calendar. And the best part about that is, is in, it's in an embeddable, basically it's an iframe. So it's like an embeddable piece of code on your thing that updates when you update your calendar. So it's really, really good for youth group calendars, uh, different things like that. Uh, I have yet to integrate it onto our youth uh, website, but I am going to do that very, very soon. Uh, there's lots, just like I said, lots of colors, lots of options for uh, colors and times and locations and all sorts of different things. Um, you're also able to, there's a really neat feature in Google Calendar that you're able to show others, uh, to others that you're, quote, available or, quote, busy. Like if you're, if you're like on a, you know, lunch and you're busy with that, then, then you can actually label that as busy. Do not bother me, I'm busy. And that's really, you know, really neat if people are looking at your Google Calendar. Uh, the web interface is not all that great. Uh, I've said many times you can go to calendar.google.com to access this the easiest way possible through your Google account, but it's, it looks old. It looks very 2004. Um, it, it works. It's functional. Uh, it may not be incredibly intuitive and they have made some, uh, design changes and improvements, but I hear that an across-the-board redesign is coming to the main Google services. That's what I hear, especially Gmail. That's what I hear. So I don't know. We don't know. We don't know until we'll have a lot more idea of, for that at Google I.O. later this month uh, in the month of June. Uh, but Google Calendar in integrates seamlessly with most calendar apps. Uh, it'll integrate with Calendar on OS X. It'll integrate with... Um, Outlook, actually not Outlook, I'm sorry. It'll integrate, it, they have their own uh, thing on Windows. It'll integrate on the Mac. It'll integrate on iOS, on most of the apps there. Um, Google Calendar is secure. However, Google probably monetizes your data somehow. Uh, they are looking at pretty much everything, and I'm pretty sure you sign an agreement saying, hey, um, here's what... Um, Here's what we're going to look at. We're basically going to look at everything and we're going to take everything and we're going to 
sell this data to advertisers and then they're going to sell us ads. So that's how that goes. Remember how I always say about the internet, you are the product, not the customer. Sorry. Also available on Google Calendar is the ability to run Google them through Google Apps for Business. If you have Google Apps for Business uh, for your church or for your um, business that pays for that, then you can actually run that Google Calendar through there, and it's it's actually really great. I had it uh, for a short time when I was at a church that I worked at in Virginia. Really, really great. Um, Microsoft Exchange. Now, Microsoft Exchange is not something that you can just kind of go. You can't just type in microsoftexchange.com. No, you can't just do that. Uh, Microsoft Exchange is something, is it's, it's basically a server-side program that runs on servers. It runs on the internet, on your, on your own private company server, probably. And it runs through Outlook. And uh, Outlook has, has gotten a big redesign change along with all of Windows 8. And it, you know, it looks pretty good. Um, but at the same time, uh, there's a lot of people that use Outlook and a lot of people who have it set up and their stuff set up through Outlook. And I'm not going to try to, to really get onto Outlook, but there's just so much stuff in Outlook. It, it's unbelievable. It's a very, very bloated program. And then they, then they minimized it a lot for Windows 8. So I don't have a whole lot of experience with, uh, with uh, Windows 8 and Outlook and, and Exchange, uh, but I do know this. I do know that it is difficult to set up still. Um, it's even difficult to set up on your iOS or Android device, even though you can do it. You still have to have all the info. You basically have to have all the, the server settings and the SMTP settings and all this other stuff and all these other technical things that I don't even really know about, even though I'm a super geek. So if you want, if you have to set up your own Exchange server, you might have to get an IT professional to do that for you. Uh, Microsoft Exchange is very, very, very secure uh, because all data is run through private servers, so really no corporation or company or anything should, I say should, have access to your data. Okay, so it's just like you're rolling on your own private server and should have access to your data. So we got a few minutes left. I want to tell you what my solution is. Now, what, it, what you're all, I know you're just waiting with bated breath. Chad, what is your expert solution to this? Well, let me first say there is no expert solution to this. Um, there are great solutions that great people have used. There is no one great solution for this problem. Uh, just like I said at the top of the show, you've got to find a solution. You've got to find the one solution for calendars that works for you. And you know what? If you're, if you're my wife and that's a paper calendar for you, then that's a paper calendar for you. But the minute that you forget something or something isn't at the wrong at the right location because you wrote it down wrong, because you waited a day and a half to write it down instead of writing it down at the time, you'll thank yourself for getting quick access to your calendars. And I'm going to talk about some of those ways that you can do that. My solution is Google Calendar. Uh, I don't use a paper calendar of any type anymore. Uh, I used to. I used to write things down as a backup. But the only paper calendar I write on is the bus reservation calendar here at Church Street Church Christ. Uh, I use Google Calendar, and I use I have three sub-calendars set up within my Google Calendar account. And it, I've, I've simplified it as much as I possibly can to these three separate categories. And those are work, home, and bills. Work, home, and bills. And obviously work is youth group stuff, church activity stuff, 
any kind of church meeting that I have, any kind of elders meeting, any kind of VBS or uh, camp meeting that I have, youth committee meeting, any of those things that fall under the prospect of work go in the work calendar. Um, also on that work calendar um, is the Church Street Youth Calendar. And I can post that. I can only specify those certain events to be posted on the public uh, website that my parents see and the public calendar that my parents have synced to, which is really great. And then I have home uh, as my second calendar. Home is all of my son's appointments, all of my wife's appointments, all of the things, the family outings that I'm going on, the family vacations, time off that I'm taking, uh, any kind of meeting that we have or any kind of dinner that we have or family reunion to go to any of that kind of stuff that falls under home. Uh, or if I've just got to be at the house at a certain time, but when my wife says, I want you to watch our oldest son and while I'm taking our youngest son to the grocery store for two hours, then that's when I need to be at home and do that. So I, sometimes I'll even put that in there. And then I have bills set. Every bill gives me a notification 24 hours before at 9 a.m. So the day before a bill is due, I get a notification on my phone saying that, hey, this bill is due. You might want to pay it. So I've got a whole 24 hours before the day it's due to pay it, um, which is really, really great. That is one, some of the only calendar ones that I get notifications for, and I specify notifications very, very strictly because I don't want to be notified of every single thing. Um, I just want to be notified of the things that are really, really important that come to me. Um I use a calendar, the calendar app on my Mac. It's actually really good. It's the built-in calendar app. It's actually very, very good. Um, and I use an app called Calendars 5. It's by a, a team called Readle, R-E-A-D-D-L-E, I believe. And that is on iOS. That's for iPhone and iPad, and it is stupendous. A lot of people will swear by Fantastical. Um, they will say Fantastical beats every single calendar app on iOS, and they might be correct for them. But I have bought Fantastical. I've tried out Fantastical. Didn't like Fantastical. So uh, maybe you try that out, and uh, maybe you like it. Maybe you don't. Um, but Calendars 5 is where it's at for me because I, I like the, the simplicity of it. I like the month view, especially on the iPad where I can look at a month I like the year view. It shows me a whole year of, of youth group activities and stuff. That's a really cool view, uh, by the way, and it's really, really good. Um, but I just like Calendars 5 better uh, than Fantastical or some of the other popular uh, calendar apps on the iPad. Uh, Sunrise, I used the, an app called Sunrise. It was iPhone only for a while. I think it's on, I think it's on iPad now. Um, but for a while there, it was iPhone only. And it was, it was really good. It was the first app that I used that lets you use what's called natural language input. And what that is, is that this is really great. Calendars 5 has this, and this is really great. You can pull out your phone, pull up the app, hit Calendars 5, hit the icon, and hit the plus symbol, and it's give you, it just gives you a blank. It doesn't give you a, give you a day. It doesn't make you tap on the little bitty bitty day on your, on your screen or anything like that to specify a day. You just literally write out a common language sentence. I'm going to say, lunch with James tomorrow at 1 p.m. at Jimmy's. And what it's going to do, it's going to parse that. It's going to take that and, and put it into individual parts, and it's going to say, lunch, it's going to, that's going to be the title of the thing. You have lunch. This is the title of your uh, calendar event. 
with James. It's going to pull that from my contact info, and it's going to know that I'm talking about my friend James here at Church Street. And then it's going to say at 1 p.m., 1 p.m. tomorrow, it's going to say 1 p.m. tomorrow, Friday, June 13th. Friday the 13th, wow. Friday, June 13th. And then it's going to say at Jimmy's, Jimmy's Deli. And it's going to pull that from the GPS location, knowing that I'm in Lewisburg. This app is going to intelligently tell me, hey, you're going to go to Jimmy's Deli. And it's going to be a six-minute trip. So Calendars 5 is actually really, really great stuff. And it will do all that for you just by typing in one natural language sentence. All i got to do is hit plus or add or whatever it is, save. And uh, it's in my calendar. And I don't have to worry about it again. It's there. It will automate. You can actually set a default to notify you 15 minutes uh, before an event. Uh, you can actually um, you can, you can default that to anything you want. 30 minutes before an event, an hour before an event, two hours before an event, you can have it default to that. Or you can have it default to none, uh, which is, which is pretty, pretty good. So you can do that anyway. Uh, any.do, any.do calendar for Android is actually really good. I have that, on my, um, have that on my Nexus tablet. It's actually really good. So if you have a Droid or an Android phone, uh, pick up that any.do Calendar, ANY.DO is what it's called. They also have a to-do list app that's pretty, really, really good. So it's really, really great. So I hope that I have confused you more with calendars and scheduling and those different things. Uh, I guess the, the one thing that I want to say, the one big point that I want to make before we sign off today, find a solution. If you don't have a solution or if you have what you think is a about four or five different solutions, consolidate your calendars. Get them all under one service. That way you don't have to worry about notifications from everywhere. You don't have to worry about my calendars at the office. It's not on my phone. It's whatever, whatever, whatever. Just don't miss stuff anymore. Don't miss stuff. Uh, and, and do this the right way. Do this the right way. Let's have a prayer, as is our custom, and we will adjourn for the day. Dear Lord, thank you so much for this wonderful day. Thank you so much for the abilities and the talents and the opportunities that you have given us as ministers, youth ministers, and workers in the church to do those different things and to do and use this technology and use these tools for the betterment of your kingdom, Lord. And help us to stay on top of our schedules, our busy lives and our busy schedules in the most efficient ways possible. Help us to use the tools that we can to at our disposal to make sure that we can do everything in our power to make everything work out as you would have it to work out, Lord. Please help us to use these tools for the betterment of your kingdom. Help us to expand your kingdom. Help us to never forget in all these things that we use and all these tools and all these cool toys to never forget that Jesus is the reason for everything that we do. Thank you so much for your son dying on the cross to save us from our sins. And it's in his name that we pray this prayer. Amen. We have certainly enjoyed having you today. Thank you so much for tuning in. And uh, please just keep your eye on your uh, RSS feed or podcatcher or or wherever you're checking. And uh, we'll have a few more episodes this summer, but not nearly every week probably. So I can pretty much tell you that there won't be an episode next week because next week is VBS. And... Um, we all know VBS is just a, it's basically vacation time for, for youth ministers. I'm kidding, really. But 
So uh, make sure that you remember that we're not going to be on a regular schedule and that the days may be varied that we release our podcast here at Ministry Bits and through the AIM Network, adventuresinministry.com. By the way, you can check out those other podcasts, John and Paul show. You can check out the I'm a YM show, which is fantastic, um, at adventuresinministry.com, and it is a great place to find. You can actually download their app, the AIM app. And I will be, I have a shameless plug here, I redesigned their logo. I was the one that redesigned the AIM logo recently and um, loved doing that for Paul and the team there. And I think they really, really like it. I really like it. I think it's really, really great. So make sure you go check that out. And they still are posting resources and games. I got all of my games for my, my summer camp from AIM this year. Really, really great stuff. Um, check out the show notes to this episode, chatl.co slash mbits slash 019. And uh, you can find all the links to the services and different things and the apps that I uh, talked about here. And be sure to like us on Facebook, facebook.com slash ministrybits. And uh, check us out on Twitter and follow us on Twitter, twitter.com slash ministrybits. Thank you so much for listening. Please stay with us this summer as our episodes are sporadic. And we will be back to a regular schedule in August. Thank you so much. God bless you in your work. Go out and have a blessed day.